The first day always gets better. It does. It continues to get better and better and better because you continue to learn and grow. You continue to, okay, this didn't work yesterday, so let me try this. It's like cooking that special sauce or gumbo. It's certain ingredients that you have to add, but after a while, after you cook it the first time, it's not as good. Cook it the second time, it gets better. About the third, fourth, or fifth time, it's the best gumbo you ever had in your life. Welcome to School Me. I'm Renee Carter with the National Education Association, the leading advocacy group for student success. NEA works tirelessly to ensure that you as educators have the tools and resources you need to reach, teach, and inspire your students every day. The first day of school can be exciting, nerve-wracking for both students and educators. So getting through the first day of school can feel a bit like a whirlwind. To help early career educators prepare for the first day of school, we're joined today by Michelle Holloway, a special education teacher from Mobile, Alabama, who's going to talk to us a little bit about navigating everything from the first day prep to quelling those first day jitters. First, though, before we get started, Michelle, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you teach, who you teach. Yes, like she said, I'm Michelle, and I teach at Mobile County Training School. A good fact and a fun fact about Mobile County Training School, it was the first African-American high school. And now it is a middle school. And I teach special ed children, and I teach also a self-contained unit, which is those are children who are ID or have an IQ of 55 and below. I really enjoy that. We're primarily focused on early career educators, people who are new to the profession. So were you nervous that first day? I was more than nervous. I My heart was beating really, really fast because when I first started teaching, I started teaching high school. They were bigger than me. They were tougher sometimes, I thought. And they came with a purpose. And I was, I was scared. And that's, that's, being honest, I was scared. I would imagine that most first day or most early career educators are nervous, just like you. What advice would you give for quelling those first day jitters? Well, first thing, sharpen some pencils. Because you sharpen some pencils. I know it sounds really, really funny, but it takes the nerves away. Like, I got there early, and I sharpened pencils, and I kind of calmed down a little bit. And then I thought about it. I was like, I have to treat these children like they're mine. And if I treat them like they're my children, then I should be fine. Because that's how I really thought about it. I have a 9-year-old son, so I was like, my son is going to want to find a teacher like me. And I hope he finds a teacher like me. So let me be the teacher I would want him to have. So that was my mantra. I thought about my son, and I sharpened pencils. You're kind of at a good point where you can look back on your first day and look back on where you are now. What do you wish you had known on your first day in the classroom that you know now? The simple things, putting in grades, taking attendance, you know, these are things you're not taught in school. And every system in every state is different to input things. What I am now is a real engaging teacher. Like I use music, I use tablets, I use cell phones, all of that. When I first went in, I was a paper worksheet kind of teacher. And I wish somebody would have told me then, make sure you engage your students. Make sure you do something that is interesting to them. So the paperwork and Mm -hmm. all the process kinds of things are important, but... The first thing is a lot of people fail to realize is 
you're there to service the students. That must come first. The service to them and the care for them and the safety for them, that has to come first in order for you to actually flourish as a teacher. Because if you're thinking about paperwork, grades, this and that, you forget about your purpose, and your purpose is to service those students. The first day of any job is really frightening, and you have all kinds of anxieties. How did you prepare for the, the first day? The first day, I, I did a lot of praying. I did. I prayed. I meditated. And I sat in my classroom, and I, I thought about, why am I here? Why am I sitting in this chair? What got me here? And after meditating on that, and then I see smiling faces walking in my classroom, it just took all the jitters away. And that's what you have to think of, student first. Put them first. And I, I try to put them sometimes even before myself. So, Michelle, we talked a little bit about the first day and how you plan it all out, but suppose it doesn't go as you plan. It never goes as you plan. Always plan for it not to go well. And then when it does, you're excited. But if it does not go well, guess what? You're okay. It was just the first day. You have a whole lot more days to make up for that first day. And I would say a lot of teachers kind of mess up, and I did too. I went in trying to be the sweet teacher, the, oh, yes, you can do this. You can go to the bathroom. You can do this. And then I learned that you can't firm up from being soft. So I'm not saying be mean, but be firm. Your first day, be firm, because from then, after you get to know who you have in your classroom, what students you have, and how they interact with each other and you, you can always soften up. So you're setting the tone. Yes. The first day always gets better. It does. It continues to get better and better and better because you continue to learn and grow. You continue to, okay, this didn't work yesterday. So let me try this. And then you finally find, it's like cooking that special sauce or gumbo. It's certain ingredients that you have to add. But after a while, after you cook it the first time, it's not as good. Cook it the second time, it gets better. About the third, fourth, or fifth time, it's the best gumbo you ever had in your life. Once you get into teaching, and most of the people that I've met, they're teaching because they love it. They went into it. Not because of money, not because my mom told me to, not because my dad told me to, but because they want to reach and teach children. You signed up to be a teacher. You're already ready. You're already ready. Thanks for listening to School Me. And a quick thank you to all the NEA members listening. If you're not yet an NEA member, visit nea.org slash whyjoin to learn about member benefits. What advice would you give for early career educators who need to ask for advice, but they're not so anxious to let other people see that they need help? They need help. And that's the one thing that I tell a lot of teachers that I've talked to. Don't be afraid to ask for help. And then another thing, don't be afraid to say no. Because as new educators, we always, oh, I want to do this, I want to do that, I want to pick up this, I want to pick up that, because we want to we wanna show that we deserve tenure, basically, to our administrators. But your administrators are there to help. That's their purpose. But then I think it, it's always the desire to look like you've got it all under control, right? That yeah, you, 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 you want I'm, to. It's like, oh, I got this, but... It's okay if you don't. 
Because you have to ask for help. Because as my grandma said, closed mouths don't get fed. They, they don't. So ask. And don't be afraid to ask. And if you feel like, okay, maybe I shouldn't ask the administrator, ask the neighboring teacher that you know has been there for years. What does she know about the school? What does she know about the students? Or what does he know about the school? What does he know about the students? And then if you can't get any help from the neighbor, go to the next person. There's always somebody on campus that can help you. Always. But you have to be brave enough to to ask. You have to. You have to. How can you prepare for the first day? There's a lot of pressure. It is. One thing I do like about Alabama is before the kids come, the teachers come. We come a day before the kids. We meet everybody. Everybody's introduced. And that kind of breaks the ice. Then you, you prepare for the next day by, okay, it's here. It's there. Let me do the things I need to do and the things I know to do. And then if I don't know what to do, ask somebody what to do. You got to be brave. You have to step forward because teaching is not one of those professions where you can shy away from. What advice for early career educators would you give for working with administrators? You have to know that your administrators aren't there for a gotcha. They're not there to beat you up because at the end of the day, they picked you. They chose you out of a whole pool of other teachers. You were chosen. So you can't go in a mindset, oh, I have to do this or... Like I say it all the time, the kids would tell me, the principal's in the room? Okay. You can't do dog and pony shows. Whatever you do from the beginning, continue to do because he or she hired you to do that. So don't fear them. They're not to be feared. They're, they're not at all. Even the administrators that you may not get along with. Everybody has different personalities. But like you said, to remember that they selected you. Because you didn't have not one interview. You had two interviews. And you came and he hired you. Right. Or she hired you. Mm -hmm. So you're there for a reason. He or she chose you. So know that he or she chose you for a reason. And when you go talk to them, that's what you need to think about. Why did he choose me or why did she choose me? And I need to go in and ask this question because I need to make sure that I'm doing what they are asking of me. So I want to go back to thinking about parents and what the kind of teacher that you would want your child to have. What advice do you have for early career teachers about building relationships with parents? Don't always call for something bad. Because that's one thing as a parent that actually aggravates me. You, you don't call me when he made an A on his test. You don't send me a little note when he did, he did well in class or he answered several questions. So when you're calling and communicating with parents, you must start on a positive note. Yes, if you're calling for a discipline problem, you can find something good in every child and give them a positive first before you give them the negative. Because most parents don't want to hear your child is bad or your child doesn't know how to do this because that's probably information they already know. How important is union membership for young teachers? Do you think it's important? Yes. I've been a union member since I was a paraprofessional. Since, actually, since I was in college, I was a union member as a student. And it's important because you have to know that your union is there, not for when you get in trouble alone. I think of real deal, the union to me sometimes feels like kind of, insurance slash education because if you don't know what you have the union has so much inside of it that's advocating not just for students but for you to help you be better for your students 
So being a union member early is the best. And then on top of that, if you think about it, if you join a union as you're a student, by the time you become a teacher, your first year is free because they give you money back. So five years later, what do you love most about teaching? Oh, I have to pick one thing. I love to see my kids happy. I love to see smiles on their faces. And I love when a kid tells me, I've never made a C or a B in math. Thank you for teaching me how to do math. Or for instance, I got a phone call from one of my old high school students. He said, thank you so much. I'm in college now because you taught me geometry. And it made me cry. But they inspired me to be better. They pushed me because this world will not be able to function without them. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't yet, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of School Me. And be sure to download the NEA Today app for NEA's member magazines and the latest education advice, tips, and news.